ChatGPT might be nicer than your doctor. A new study in JAMA Internal Medicine found that the AI bot gave more thorough and empathetic responses to patient questions as compared to a real doctor. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. Two bipartisan pairs of senators are vying for the approval of Senate leadership on a deal to cap insulin costs at $35 outside of Medicare. Senators Susan Collins of Maine and Jean Shaheen of New Hampshire have a proposal. So do Senators Raphael Warnock of Georgia and John Kennedy of Louisiana. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has not said which he prefers, only that he's, quote, committed to getting a $35 insulin bill passed and the details are still being worked out. Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel said Sunday that Republicans have to take abortion head-on if they hope to succeed in 2024. She said that abortion was a significant issue in 2022 in states like Pennsylvania, which was key to helping Democrats maintain control of the Senate. Republicans have become more divided over how to handle the issue in wake of the Dobbs decision. And the next few weeks on Capitol Hill could prove pivotal for multiple bipartisan efforts to lower health care costs, especially increasing access to cheaper generic drugs. Megan Wilson is here to unpack some of the proposals gaining momentum. Hey, always a pleasure. Some had been thinking heading into this Congress that there might not be a ton of legislation moving, giving divided government. But we've seen a lot of movement, actually, on health care legislation right now. There's a hearing in the Senate Help Committee tomorrow to mark up some legislation about generic drugs and these things you've written about called pharmacy benefit managers. Can you unpack for me what's going on here? There's been a lot of movement towards doing drug pricing. So as part of that, you know, the Senate Help Committee, which is led by Bernie Sanders, is marking up this package of bills. And three of them are kind of smaller, two of which would sort of try and increase competition that would allow more generic drugs to come to market. Generic drugs are cheaper than brand name drugs and brand name drugs often have a lot of money and have the upper hand. And so a couple of these bills, both of which are bipartisan, would sort of aim to do that. You know, another one would get easier for biologics and drugs that are able to treat uh, rare diseases, making it easier for those to come to market. And then there's a mammoth 91-page piece of legislation with a bunch of co-sponsors you don't normally see together. You know, you've got Sanders, you've got the ranking member, uh, Bill Cassidy, who's a Republican from Louisiana, and a couple other bipartisan senators sort of taking aim at business practices from PBMs, pharmacy benefit managers, which are sort of painted as these middlemen. They negotiate discounts on drugs with pharmaceutical manufacturers, and then they, you know, work with insurance plans or for insurance plans to determine what those plans will cover, like what drugs your health insurance plan will cover for you. So there has been federal legislation on reining in PBMs before, but why are they getting headlines now? Yeah, PBMs are this very obscure part of the healthcare system. How they operate is really complex. And, you know, over the last decade, they've gotten more consolidated. The top three PBMs that control about 80% of the prescription drug market are owned by or own insurance companies. And so there's been an increasing focus, but something that's paved the way for that is sort of a couple things, right? The, you have the Inflation Reduction Act that tried to lower drug prices through allowing Medicare to negotiate the price of some prescription drugs. A couple of other, you know, items in there meant to lower drug costs, but sort of targeted at drug manufacturers. Now that that is out of the way, you have lawmakers in both parties sort of turning their attention to other players in the healthcare system. And now PBMs are sort of swept into that. On that note, you've written about how this influx of legislation has prompted a, a bunch of advertising. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? 
With all the efforts moving through Congress, there's been a lot of these big industry groups spending, you know, millions of dollars on advertising to sort of push their own policy priorities. PBMs, for example, have been on the defense trying to push back against some of these allegations from lawmakers, from pharmaceutical manufacturers. Pharma, which is the biggest industry group for the big brand name drugs, they've been running advertisements against PBMs since 2019. And they released an advertising campaign this week that's going to go print, radio, TV. TV, it's going to be everywhere. Social media trying to once again hammer PBMs and sort of push this momentum. But what it's also done is sort of raise the public consciousness of these very complex companies and, and sort of the complex role. PBMs say they're oversimplifying it, they're wrong. But the fact of the matter is, is that they are flooding the airwaves, which, you know, may be precipitating some of this momentum on the federal level. What other advertising are we seeing in the healthcare sector? You have AHIP, which is the insurer's top industry group last week. They have their own seven-figure advertising campaign hitting back on the pharmaceutical industry. They're saying that drug companies are solely responsible for the price of prescription drugs. They set the price that drugs are sold at. And so you have a back and forth between those two industries. PBMs earlier this year through their main industry group, PCMA, you know, they had a seven-figure campaign set to last through this year talking about the benefits that they offer. They've been pushing for patent reform legislation that would sort of hit at pharmaceutical companies and the tactics that they use to to maintain exclusivity over drugs, which critics say keep costs high. So there's just this flurry of political campaign style advertising that are just flooding the airwaves and flooding the internet right now. What else can we expect from the HELP Committee in the near term? Well, on May 10th, the committee is holding a hearing with the top insulin drug makers, with the top executives from pharmacy benefit managers. And it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that hearing because there's been a renewed focus this Congress on trying to maintain lower prices for insulin, even though these companies have sort of come out and said that they are voluntarily lowering prices on their products. And insulin's also been a big focus as of late. What's the, the bigger picture here? Drug pricing is always good going into a campaign. And Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is in the Senate is trying to put together this drug package. And insulin is sort of a key part of that. PBMs could get wrapped up into it. The patent reform stuff that PBMs are pushing could get wrapped up into it. Allegedly wants to bring this to the floor in May. And so this is something to really, really keep an eye on. Thanks so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tine, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ahmed is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.